So my entrepreneur friends, how do you stay motivated? How do you stay moving? How do you stay on top of things? It's really, really important because we're gonna face challenges, right? We face challenges. A pandemic, inflation, rising costs, wars and supply chain issues and changing landscapes all the time. Natural disasters. Life gives us challenges. And there's lots of challenges faced by entrepreneurs. You know, you are the catch-all end-all. You are the boss. You are the head one in charge. So it's really important to stay motivated while we're on this journey. Welcome to the Amazon Files podcast brought to you by Mommy Income, where we help others start and scale businesses on Amazon by taking small, consistent steps. Here's your host, Kristen Ostrander, a 17-year e-commerce veteran who knows a thing or two about building a seven-figure Amazon empire from the comfort of her own home. Surrounded by three energetic kids and a hunky husband, she still has an insatiable desire to see others succeed. Hey, hey, welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Amazon Files brought to you by Mommy Income. I am your host, Kristen Ostrander. And if you've been an entrepreneur for five minutes or more... (laughs) then you know that we face challenges on a regular basis, right? We face multiple challenges as entrepreneurs. One of the challenges maybe is the fact that we are an entrepreneur and we can't help ourselves. You know you know who you are. You know if you're an entrepreneur or whether you're not. You know if you've got that deep-seated root to just do things yourself and to have your own business as something to call your own and you're willing to work on that and you don't need a boss telling you what to do and how to do it and what to be responsible for and what you should care about. Okay. I mean, it doesn't mean we don't all get off track on those things, but you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you know, when you just kind of got to do things your own way and you're okay with some things going wrong and you're okay with risk and you're okay with shouldering the responsibility of being an entrepreneur because that means that you are the innovator, you are the leader, you are the thinker. That doesn't mean you're the CEO, chief everything officer, CEO. It doesn't mean you have to wear all the hats and play all the roles, but you know when you're an entrepreneur, you just can't help yourself, which means that things pass or fail depends on you, right? And your team that you're building. So that's some of the challenges that we face is learning how to manage our time, manage our money and keep all the balls in the air and what to work on first and how to prioritize our time while we're walking the entrepreneur journey, whether you are an Amazon seller or you're creating your own products and making your own products and doing goods and services, or maybe you still listen to this and you're doing none of those. And that's okay too. Maybe you're doing something completely different or thinking about doing something completely different. You're still, if you're still an entrepreneur, You're going to hit challenges and you're going to need to stay motivated, especially if a honeymoon phase wears off at the beginning when we're excited and we're going for it and we're learning everything we need to learn and we're having some small successes. Those are when we can stay motivated. It's during the trenches, during the hard times when we're walking through the fire that it's hard to stay motivated, that it's hard to stay on top of the journey. So I have some five key things that we're gonna go through to kind of help you when you're struggling to lack motivation or, or, or there's just challenges and hardships and it's really kind of weighing on what you quote unquote feel like doing, right? That's part of motivation, right? It's that feeling, it's a feeling. It's, you know, you've got, you've got a drive, you've got an ambition, you've got a motivator, a carrot dangling in front of your face. Well, let's talk about that. What is that carrot? What is that purpose and that vision 
I think when we're down in the dumps or we have a lot of challenges, which lately Amazon has been throwing us lots of challenges from all over the place, you know, new laws and everything that's been implementing in the government realm has then now come down on Amazon and they said you have to change some of these things and you have to inform the customers better and then there's like more compliance documents and, you know, different questions Amazon's asking along the way and it can be very frustrating. It can feel like an endless loop of craziness. This is when we have to grab onto our vision and our purpose. Y'all, this is something everyone forgets on a day-to-day basis. We're, we're just going through it. We're trying to fix listings. Maybe we got an IP claim. Maybe we're on a back order or Amazon won't approve our brand or just all kinds of different hardships or somebody jumped on your listing or someone left you a bad review. All the negative things that can kind of happen. Sometimes we have to just take five minutes and say, why am I doing this? Why am I doing what I'm doing? What is What am I trying to accomplish in this? Is this even worth the headache? Yeah, these are tough questions, guys. They are. But if you want to stay motivated, if you're lackluster in your motivation for your business and you're seeing a lot of problems and not a lot of solutions and not a lot of hope, you got to reevaluate and you got to ask at least this question, why am I doing this? What is the bigger picture of why you started this business? It's not just a little side hustle, something. There's something that motivated you to press that button, to listen to this podcast, to listen to Amazon files, to watch the videos, to learn the thing. What was the bigger picture? I don't care if that was five minutes ago or five years ago or a decade ago. Why did you do what you're doing? And be honest with yourself because no one's looking. No one's looking over at your paper and going to judge you for why you started. Maybe it's because you're like, you know what? Maybe this is the ship that will finally come in. This is finally my pay dirt. Maybe you've tried 1,400 other things in the past 14 months. (laughs) And this is just your next thing that you think is going to be the thing. The thing to what? What is your motivation? Why did you start this? Do you just really want a big windfall and pay dirt? And it's like a a lottery, but you know you kind of have to work at it? Like, be honest with yourself why you started your business why did you or if you're just dabbling why are you dabbling what's that reason what's that vision what's that purpose what do you hope to do with your business someday and honestly this can be some of the hardest things that people answer because on the surfacey thing the surface is like okay well I was hoping maybe to pay for dance for my daughter. You know, it's thousands of dollars a year and, you know, our regular budget is just kind of tied up and this is a little bit extra and I want her to be able to do it. So I want to earn some extra money to do that. That could be your story. It could be, I absolutely hate my nine to five and I am willing and motivated to do anything I can to try to replace my income because I hate my job. I want to, I've heard about working from home and remotely and I've heard about this and this is what I want to do. Or a client of mine who is seeking to retire shortly, but he wants something to build and something to fiddle with because he doesn't want, he wants to retire from his profession, but he doesn't want to retire from life. And his motivation isn't really money. His motivation his progress and something to do and something that's all his own that he can care for and watch grow and water and feed it. He's not in a hurry, which makes it amazing to work with him because he's willing to slow down and take time and take the steps, but not sit on his hands, take consistent steps. What's your motivation? This isn't money. 
and be like, oh, I, I'm looking for my ship to come in here and this is going to be the thing. No, it's just something he also said maybe wants to leave a legacy with this. Maybe something he can teach and pass down to a grandchild, perhaps. Who knows? Motivation has to come from somewhere. What's motivating you? What motivated you to begin with? And is, still, is that still a thing? It comes from our sense of purpose or drive to make a difference. Motivation comes from a drive to make a difference. So what kind of difference are you trying to make? Is it in your life, the life of your kids, your future, your health? Like, what kind of difference are you making? Are you wanting to create products that solve problems because there's big problems in the world? Like, what motivates you? I know some people who've created products because they were so sick of the, the stuff that was on the market that wasn't meeting their needs, so they decided to create the products that were going to meet their needs and then serve the world by providing that product, making a difference in people's lives, consumers' lives. They motivated by creating a product that's going to help people. That's their motivation. Because who, if, if they're not going to do it, who's going to do it? What's your sense of purpose? What is the reason you're running a business? And has that changed over time? And guess what? That's okay. That's awesome. You know, when some people say you've changed or this has changed, thank God. I mean, do you really want everything to always stay the same? We're scared of change. But then when it's forced on us, we're like, oh, wow, look at the things that we didn't know that we know now. Things can be different. Things can be great different. And things can be bad different. But is your vision and your purpose the same? as it was before. And if it's not, what is your purpose? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you running a business? Why, what is it that you enjoy out of it? What are you getting from it? And is that still what you want to get from it? Do you want more from it? So maybe you craft a mission statement. Okay, y'all. So you know, I went through 10KSB, uh, the 10,000 Small Businesses Program, uh, Goldman Sachs. I recommend the program if it's in your area. Um, I actually met some awesome, amazing people there that I hope to stay in touch with forever. We are trying to meet once a month at least. And, uh, but I learned a lot. And one of the things they forced us to do as part of this program was draft a mission statement for our companies. Draft a mission statement. Why are, what, what do you exist to do? Why are you doing it? What is your mission? And then we wrote our mission statements and then it went through like four or five rounds and drafts of feedback and people having questions and saying, this isn't clear to me. I don't understand what you do and who you do it for. Revise, redraft. So your mission can be refined still. What do you want it to be? You're an entrepreneur. What is your mission of your Amazon business? Now, I hear the eye rolls, right? Some people are like, oh gosh, this is woo woo and this is like deep dive and whatever. I don't care. This is stuff no one wants to address. You're like, okay, fix my IP, fix my listing, whatever. Deep down, let me ask you, ladies and gentlemen, because I know that my listenership is at least 50-50 women. Men, I'm talking to all y'all. Gentlemen, what motivates you to run an Amazon business? And don't just say, oh, it's just a way to make money. Why do you want to make money? You got a family to support? You got goals and dreams? Are you pursuing those? Is your life in balance? What's your mission and your purpose? And why do you want that? There's no judgment here, by the way. There's no guilt or shame in these things. They're just questions for you to ask yourself. Don't put shoulda, woulda, coulda on you or don't put any shame or guilt about what you want and why. Just discover it. I think a lot of people just won't. They won't look inside for even five minutes and say, okay, set a timer. 
I mean, like, you don't have to get all into your feelings all the time, but for a minute, why do you want what you want? You have something to prove them, be honest. You're like, yeah, because my little brother said I was a POS and sorry, this is a family show. So I'm trying to keep it clean here, but you know, your motivation can be like, because people told me my whole life, I couldn't, I wouldn't, I'm not gonna, I'm never going to make it. And so you've got something to prove maybe to them, maybe to you. Be honest about it. You don't have to tell me. Be honest with yourself. Why? Because you're the only one losing if you don't. You're the only one losing if you're not honest with yourself. And there's no judgments here, no shame. I'm not going to put in guilt and shame on you and tell you shoulda, woulda, coulda, or, or you know, look down upon you. I just want to say, hey, be honest with yourself. And then ask yourself the next question. How's that working out for you? So if you're motivated by proving everyone else wrong, that's fine. How's it working for you? Is it keeping you motivated? Because if not, what is your purpose and your vision? You want to succeed better yet to show to someone else that's going to come up again that their sister, mother, brother, cousin, husband, blah, 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 whatever told them they couldn't, wouldn't, shouldn't, and you're never going to be anything? Because someone else is going to experience that again in life too. So if that's your motivation, own it. But then work with it. Let it motivate you. Remember and remind yourself of why. Remind yourself of why. I can make it because I choose to do the work because I choose to do the things that other people won't do. Okay? Revisit your vision and your mission or create one if you haven't. And whatever it is, just own it. Be okay with it. Just make sure it's still working for you. Make sure that's still what you want and what you're chasing. And why are you chasing it? Those are just important things for you to know. Revisit it, especially during the challenging times because that's gonna where the rubber meets the road. You just want more money? Or just want everything to go smoothly and peacefully. Because guess what? Life is short and full of trouble. And whether you jump this ship to the next to the next, there's still ships and ships still have problems. Right? So it's what, what, what kind of hard do you want to exchange for another hard? Right? Know thyself. This is how you do it. All right. Moving on. The next key to staying motivated is to set short and long-term goals. Set those goals. Breaking down your tasks, your objectives into actionable steps. Y'all, do you have dream big, step small? There's this book called Dream Big, Step Small. And it talks about a lot of these things and it helps you create this, your own personal roadmap to getting exactly what you want. Small steps at a time. Like literally, you don't get from zero to a million dollars overnight. Small, consistent steps get you closer. And then you find that you're closer than you ever thought. But you've got to have the small steps, both small and big, breaking those things down into actionable steps. If you get overwhelmed easily, don't set a five-year plan. You're just setting yourself up for failure. If you're a big planner and you love to see this big picture and all these details, that's great too. Make sure you're reasonable. Setting short and long-term goals provides you with the clarity you need to make the next choice. Look, all the fires are burning around us, right? Everyone, everything seems like 911, but it's not. It's not. I'm here to tell you, not everything's 911. If your house is burning down, it's 911. It's time to take action. But what do you do? Then you've got all this stuff that you love and treasure. What do you save first? The people and the pets, right? <laughs> the living beings are what you take care of first, right? So if you're thinking about your house burning down, and the things that you would get. And if you had this much time, then you would do that. Do the same thing for your business. Right now, the house is burning in some area. Let's be real. Something needs your immediate attention. Find out what that is. 
aka the people and the pets, right? The living beings, the things that need the most attention come first. And then if you can save the valuables, the keepsakes, you get those. And then if you can save something else, then what else are you going to grab? So that becomes your house is on fire to you have 15 minutes to vacate and you can grab whatever you need and whatever you can fit and whatever you can carry in 15 minutes in your vehicle. Okay, those are two different priorities, right? Same thing for your business. Short and long-term goals. What needs your attention right now, today, in the coming weeks? And then that you don't have to have every little detail spelled out, although that's some of you. And I would challenge you to maybe write it in. And for those who are just like willy-nilly, eh, I don't want to think about five years. I want to just think about five minutes. You need to have a farther plan. So y'all meet me in the middle. If you're your super duper extra plan and you can literally show me in a spreadsheet your next 10 years, rein it in a little, just a little. I'm not asking you to be a different person. I'm asking you to be like, okay, we don't have to be so regimented. Things are going to change. How many times have your plan derailed and then you had to rip it out and start over, right? But then all those willy-nilly Oh, I'll just figure it out as I go along. How's that working out for you too? So you don't have a plan, you don't know what to do, and then you get overwhelmed easy because you're like, well, I have all these things and I know kind of what I need to do, but I don't know where and what order. We need to come together. Short and long-term goals. They provide you with clarity of what to do next and purpose. They're based on your purpose. It gives you the roadmap to the next place you're going. Build your roadmap. It doesn't have to be long and drawn out and all over the place. You just be like, hey, guess what? So I had a goal. I don't know if you guys know about this summer. This summer, I, I co-hosted a, a flips challenge with my buddy, Chris Green. Flips meaning getting stuff from yard sales, estate sales, and thrift stores and flipping them on eBay or Amazon Marketplace or other marketplaces other than Amazon. Although I did use some stuff for Amazon. I'll only brand new things. Anyway, um, and we did this 10-week flip challenge, right? Um, and that kind of forced me to, to do some things. But then I found out that there's an amazing VA um, out there that likes to do eBay stuff. And I, I go so far as to do some pictures and some things. And then she does the rest, list it and then cross list it and all this kind of stuff. So I'm like, okay, but she only starts with, like at a certain level. So I'm like, okay, I have to and remember eBay is like my side, side, side hustle. I love doing it. I love teaching it. And I love the thrill of the hunt. So I have to have somewhere that I can sell these treasures that I can't help but collect. <laughs> Otherwise, my house would look like hoarders and uh, I might be booted out me and my stuff. So that's my outlet for that. I love to do it. It's something it's like more passionate for me. So I have a purpose in that. My purpose is I get to sell some stuff online, uh, but I also get to make that profit and teach a little bit about it and talk a little bit about it and keep myself relevant in the eBay and, and Poshmark and all the other stuff, right? Uh, it's not really my, my primary, but it's something I really enjoy. That's my purpose and my plan. So I created this goal. I'm like, okay, in order to hire the VA and justify that cost, I have to have at least 100 items listed. And then I have to plan after that. I have to keep her busy. This is how she's paid. And so how many listings can I do? I mean, not listings, what I need to do with my, my part versus hers. So I'm paying her a specific amount for the listings that she's creating, but I have to do a lot of the work up front, you know, which is great because then I outsource the stuff that I don't, the part that I don't like, the research, the keyword research and stuff like that. I do the picture stuff. Anyway, long story short with that, setting that short-term goal. My long-term goal is to be able to completely outsource my eBay style, my thrifting, my flips, 
not my non Amazon store. Like I have my Amazon store, my wholesale bundles that I sell. That's like my bread and butter. That's like my main income stream. And so I'm pay, I pay a lot of attention to that. Um, but this is another just income stream. That's just like, just fun for me. I, it's an outlet for me. It's, it's also makes money. So it's great, but I can't do all the things. So my goal there is to have that mostly automated so that all I'm doing is picking up the treasures and finding them. And then there's someone to do all the rest. But I have to start one thing at a time. I had an eBay person for a long time and um, she had moved on to other things. And then my eBay kind of just went fizzled because I don't have time to do it all myself. So all that to say, hey, setting up the roadmap to my success, I have to know where I'm going. The long-term goal is to only be able to do the thrifting part the part that I love the most, where I go out and I look at things and I find the treasures. And then the outsourcing is everything else, including pictures and fulfillment and listing and everything else. I just want to buy it. And then I know I want to know when it's sold. That's what I want to do. I want to repurpose these treasures and bring them in and move them around the world based on who, who people want them. So that's, that's my, my short-term goal was to get to 100 listings. And then my other short-term goal is to do 15 listings per week. That's a reasonable amount to get there. So if that's the short term and long term, where are you going and why? First of all, is the why are you going there? Why do you want this thing? If you want this thing, how are you going to get there? Small, short term and long term. When I say long term, I mean short term is like, what do you need to do this week, this month and year? Like, what do, what do you want this to look like a year from now? Like if you could fast forward and in the, in Dream Dig Step Small, the book we cover, um, you're in a perfect world. It, helping you figure out where you want to go and why. So if you have no idea what your vision and your purpose is, get the book. It's on Audible. It's on Amazon. I have copies here. I will mail you one. Figure out where you're going and then set short and long-term goals to get there. Celebrate the small victories and use SMART goals. SMART goal framework. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound. But guess what? Don't jump ahead because you know what? Next week, we're going to talk about SMART goals and how you can kind of set them for your business. So stay tuned to the next episode. Um, we're going to talk about SMART goals because some of you guys have said, how do you set your goals? What do you do? Like, I, I don't know. So we're going to talk about that. But celebrating small victories along the way. You have made many milestones. You probably aren't looking back to look at them. Y'all, this doesn't have to be a whole day or a whole afternoon or even a whole hour of doing that. Just flip through your Facebook if you're a Facebooker, I guess. You know, you, you usually put all the victories and all the celebrations and everything like that on there. So pat yourself on the back. Just one time a day. What's something good that you did? Where are you now that you weren't a year ago? Are you a more peaceful person? You have a little bit more money? You have a little bit less stress? You have a little bit more know-how? Have you learned something new? And if you've been standing still for a year, maybe this is the time to move. Adjust your goals to align with your needs and your own personal vision, which changes regularly. Give yourself permission to do that, but back it up with your accountability and reasons why. It's not because you just don't feel like it or making a bunch of excuses. It's because, hey, stick your stake in the ground, decide, and then own it. You're like, yeah, I'm ready to make a change. I thought this was going to be the best path for me, and it turns out I hate it. Just be ready to give an account for yourself, to yourself, not to everybody. But a lot of times we hold ourselves back because we're worried that someone's going to ask, oh, whatever happened to your Amazon store? And you're like, oh, well, just like everything else I've done, I just let it go to the wayside and I just, you know, it was too hard. And blah, blah, blah. No, just be like, you know what? I tried that for a time and it just really wasn't for me. I didn't enjoy a lot of the aspects of it. And so I moved on to other things. 
That could be it. It could also be like, oh, you know what? I'm still really working on that. There's a lot to learn and I've come a long way, but there's still a lot to learn. So I'm continuing to learn and I'm continuing to grow my business. Either way works. As promised, the wait is finally over. After 20 years of e-commerce experience, this is the best way i found to make money on Amazon. It has the potential to revolutionize your Amazon journey if you do it right. The only way to do it right is to learn directly from the experts. And this is something every Amazon seller can add to their current business model. It's also something that you can start with even if you haven't sold anything on Amazon yet. I'm thrilled to share this brand new free training with you on how to confidently start and scale your Amazon business. It's going to help you grow. And guess what? I teach you how to start or scale without competition, low profit margins, or high selling volumes. This extraordinary training does not just spill secrets about starting and scaling a sustainable business. This extraordinary training doesn't hold anything back. It gives you a clear pathway to keep the freedom lifestyle that you really crave while running a successful Amazon business at the same time. You're gonna learn how to source profitable products, create automation, learn fulfillment processes, and so much more. Plus, you're gonna hear from real students and a few key operations that have been instrumental to my million dollar success story. So if you're ready to unlock your Amazon success, go to mommyincome.com forward slash subscribe. Again, get your free training at mommyincome.com forward slash subscribe. Looking forward to seeing you inside. Set those goals and walk towards them. The third thing, surround yourself with a supportive community. This is where I'm going to get a little frustrated and just be honest. A supportive community is not necessarily a Facebook group. I love Facebook groups and they have purpose and it's a great way to ask questions and all that kind of stuff. But supportive is relative. I've been in a lot of Facebook groups that are nothing at all like support looks like. However, you also can't expect everybody to hold your hand and do all the things for you and let you go to a place that you whine and cry and complain and then they solve all your problems for you. Okay, number one, you're grown. You have Google or Siri or ChatGPT or something. Before you go to your supportive community, I'm going to suggest that you try a solution first. Try a blog, try learning something, try Googling it, okay? Because the supportive community can help for something specific, but also try to solve your own problem first because then you might actually have something to contribute to them as well, right? A supportive community, surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals, people that understand what you're going through, people who understand what you're going through. They're Amazon sellers, yes. They understand, they speak the language, they know what you're talking about. The importance of having a supportive community, and it depends on what kind of person you are too. I understand that not everybody wants to be shoulder to shoulder with people and maybe you're more introverted and so social media is helpful for you because you don't have to look people in the eye and be live and be awkward and whatever. I don't know. Um, this is just things I've heard from, from other people. Um, clearly, I'm not afraid to be in front of the camera or the microphone or share my ideas and thoughts in the public setting. So I, I sometimes have a hard time relating to that. However, I'm also a very independent and I'm a very independent person. I, I don't mind being alone and being by myself and doing my own thing, but I'm also a people person. 
I'm extroverted for sure. And some people are introverted and that's totally just fine. But a supportive community, what does that look like to you? Do you feel supported? And what are your expectations of a community? And what are you willing to contribute? Because a lot of times people want to be in a community, but they want to get, get, get and not give, give, give. It's a give and take. Some people need face-to-face one-on-one or, or a group setting where they actually talk to real people. If that's you, join a meetup. Look at meetup.com or meetup.org or whatever it is. And find a local entrepreneur group or a your chamber of commerce or something somewhere there's free meetings you don't have to pay a lot of pay any money somewhere where you can get with like-minded individuals and just talk or just listen some people are just shy and they want to just listen so get in those get involved in those things sharing experiences collective problem solving requires participation it doesn't mean that you're always just going to ask 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 and have everybody give you all the things but you're asking you're giving you're giving input seek out mentors and coaches you guys have heard of score score.org is retired um i always say it wrong i think the score is like an acronym and i don't remember what it is but it's retired business executives and entrepreneurs who are just there to be mentors in different areas of business for free there is score near you so score.org i think it's org um Go look it up. Find a business mentor or a coach. Maybe you have some financial questions. There are people that are willing to help for free to just get you through some business stuff. Yeah, it it might not be Amazon specific, not coaching an actual like, here's what to do and here's a plan and a consultant and a strategist, but someone that can mentor you along the way. Someone you can talk to be like, oh, this entrepreneur stuff is hard. Resources, things that are available that you didn't know you had. Participate in the discussion. Join online workshops and conferences and seminars, but don't just learn yourself to death. Some people learn themselves out of business. You can't constantly, I mean, I want you to embrace continuous learning. And that's actually my number four point here. We are going to embrace additional learning, but learning has to come with action. Join these things, get plugged into something, something that helps you. If you're introverted and you don't like a whole lot of people, then do something online that you can watch and be a part of the discussion in the background. Something that you don't have to be on camera for or in person for. I mean, there's a lot that, I mean, that's great. Y'all, I'm wearing sweatpants. <laughs> you can't see that in here with my mullet outfit, I call it, you know, like business on top, right? Um, but seriously, thank goodness for Zoom because there's a lot of, it solves a lot of problems. Either way, get connected. Be vulnerable enough to ask for help because you can't do it all. CEO does not mean chief everything officer. Surround yourself with people who get it and then be humble enough to ask, hey, what do you do about this? I am in a, what we call a CEO council every single week. The same five or six of us. I mean, there's six of us and we're you know consistent every single week at the same time get together and someone's in the hot seat and we talk about these things and we we encourage one another and we talk about the problems. We say, okay, what did you guys do about this? Or I have to fire someone and I don't know how, or um, I had somebody quit and I don't know how to do this. Or, you know, my financial advisor embezzled money from me. And you know, who knows? Like we, there's so many different problems that can happen in business. Having a group of people that are like-minded that aren't competing against one another, that aren't worried uh, about stealing each other's ideas, but really are there to input into people's lives each other's lives be present in that seek it out and i don't mean just on facebook groups i mean in real life 
and it doesn't have to cost a lot of money or a million dollars or whatever. It might have some investment of time or energy to know you're serious. You know, not going to lie. Coaches and business and mentors uh, on score, they're free. Um, but if you wanted something more in your niche, it might be a little extra. It might be a monthly group of some sort, whatever. I wish we could all gather in person once a month. That would be amazing. I'm an in-person person. <laughs> I love in-person more than anything else. Like, I don't know. I just feel people's energy and I just, I don't know. That's my thing. Um, so I miss people and I want to have people in person learn. But anyway, get into a community. Be vulnerable enough to just put yourself out there to get some help. Give and receive. Okay. Number four, key to staying motivated is learning, adopting a growth mindset and staying updated. That doesn't mean you don't have to know all the things about all the things. Don't chase all the shiny objects. That's not what I'm saying. Continuous learning, meaning what have you already invested in? Learn one new thing about that. Y'all, merchant words. They have so many tools. Even though I love and favor the classic search because it's so straight up. That's what I love about it. It's straight up. If you type in the word monkey, it's going to give you monkey plus all the related other everything and just the number of people searching for that item in any given 30 days on Amazon. It can't be more straightforward than that. It's a great tool. But did you know they have like 10 or 15 other tools? Continuous learning stays motivated. Learn something new. Guess what happens when you figure it out and you go ding and that light bulb goes off above your head? You can't wait to try it. Y'all. I got two words for you on Merchant Words. Keyword multiplier. Go watch tutorials about keyword multiplier. Use it. Love it. Enjoy it. Just one tool. Spend 15 minutes with it. And tell me you don't have some sort of aha moment. You have Merchant Words. If you don't, mommyincome.com or forward slash Merchant Words. It is my number one recommended keyword tool for the simple fact that of its simplicity and straightforwardness and knowing how to interpret it. It's not complicated to say how many people are searching for this per month on Amazon. Bam, there's the, the number. There's not some sort of random algorithm and a bunch of other things you have to plug in and filter out in order to figure this out. It can be pretty straightforward. It's a user interface, easy to understand, but they also have other bells and whistles that are awesome, but you have to learn how to use them. You have to learn how to use them continuous learning, adopting that growth mentality that you can grow and learn and change and that can benefit you and benefit your business, but only if you implement it. I know some people who I, I feel like they're like Zoom experts. And when I say they're Zoom experts because they're always on a Zoom, they're always watching a conference or always going to the next live free webinar over and over and over and they learn and learn and learn and learn and then do nothing. How's that working out for you? I love learning too, but what are you doing with it? What are you doing with that education? Are you putting it into practice? Are you helping it? Is it benefiting you? Not just to know it, but to observe it and to live it. So sometimes you can overlearn because you're learning about so many different things. You can't implement all of it all at once. Learn something small and implement it and see how it works out and then learn something new. Continuously learning helps you to overcome obstacles over time. You start to learn how to change and adapt. Give yourself some time to read books and articles and different case studies and watching different YouTube videos and actually absorbing it and watching it and slowing down and being like, wow, how can I use this information to move my business forward immediately and put it on the list of those priorities. Remember your burning house? Your house is burning. What are those things first? 
What are we going to save first? What are you going to save next? What if you had extra time after that? What if you had a whole hour to clean out what you needed before you knew your house, house was going to be on fire, right? How are you going to prioritize those things? I want you to take online courses. Hello, I have written and, and lots of curriculum, tons of programs, tons, not just wholesale bundle system, which is over 50 hours of training, by the way. A wholesale bundle system is, is, you know, the biggest thing I've ever created. I've written books and trainings and mini courses and bigger courses and revamped them. I'm all about learning, but I have to learn in order to teach. Attend online courses, you guys, every Friday. I'm continually learning as well, but I'm also applying that. You know, remember the Goldman Sachs I just talked about? I'm implementing that slowly, but sure. It was 14 weeks of massive, amazing training. There's no way I can implement all of that all at once. So each week I'm implementing one small thing. Took me a week to write the mission statement. So it's done one thing at a time. Hone your skills. You can only get better. Learn from failures and keep pushing. Continuous learning. One great way to continually stay motivated is to be just a little selfish. But it's actually not selfish at all. That's just what the world wants us to think. Prioritize. Yes, I said prioritize, meaning that burning house, the people first, right? You're one of the people. Prioritize self-care and well-being. How are you? Not like a, how you doing? Like a fake. Like, how are you really? Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, how are you really? A healthy entrepreneur is a motivated and effective entrepreneur. Do you take a lunch break? Do you take an afternoon break? I used to joke about all the time working in a restaurant business and all these people, they would get breaks and stuff. And I would just be running around circles and doing something like, oh, because they all smoke cigarettes. So they would go outside and smoke their cigarette and have their five minute break. And I'm like, you know what? I don't smoke, but I'm going to go out there with the smokers. Why? Because I want my five minute break too. And I'm going to force myself to take one. Otherwise I'll be running around cleaning up after other people and whatever. And then find myself resentful because I wasn't taking a break. I mean, this was many decades ago. Um, it really was decades ago. Oh my gosh. I'm really that old. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> Not going to camp there. Seriously, though. So I started to be like, yeah, I'm going to take a break, too. I deserve a break just because I don't smoke. doesn't mean I'm not going to go out with the smokers and just chit chat and have a five minute break. So I did. Let me ask you as an entrepreneur, do you take breaks during your work day? Or do you justify, oh, I work from home, so I get up a lot. I, I get up to go throw a load of laundry in and I come back in here and this and that. I'm like, no, no, no. Or I, I take a break. I got to go pick up the kids from the bus and then do this and that. And then I come back to my office. And okay. A break. Meaning, here's a quick example. If you've ever worked at another job, it's not entrepreneur. If you work a nine to five now or you have before and you are given a lunch hour, a paid lunch hour and paid breaks during that. I hope you are because, you know, if you're working a 40 hour week or even a six hour day, you, you get a break, at least one break. That's like by law, right? I don't know exactly what the rules are in all the states and everything else. But you know what I'm saying? My daughter works uh, right down the road here and she works more than 40 hours a week and she gets two 15 minute breaks and a 30 minute lunch. Ask her how many times she has skipped those breaks and those lunch hours to just do more work for the company. She doesn't. She's like, oh, it's time for my break. And even if she does nothing on her break but scroll her phone, she's not gonna sit there in that place of work and do work for those 15 minutes because that is her break time. 
we ask you as an entrepreneur because it's your business. You're just going to continue working through your break. You don't deserve a lunch hour. You don't deserve a brain break to watch funny cat videos or something to not have to worry about Amazon Seller Central and another IP claim or, you know, a back order or something that didn't come in or something that arrived broken or a bad review or blah, 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 fill in the blank. Self-care and well-being includes regular breaks during working hours. We live in a hustle culture where it's like do more, be more, stay up late, get up early, Okay, that might be for a short season, but that doesn't mean you don't deserve a break, an actual break. Get up from the chair and go do something completely different. Maybe that's taking a walk. Maybe that's taking a nap. Maybe that's actually eating food at your kitchen table if you even have one. (laughs) 21st century America in 2023, how many of us sit at the dining room table and have a meal on a regular basis Can I get an amen somewhere in the back? Y'all, I struggle. I will be fully honest. I struggle to not eat lunch right where I'm sitting right here while I'm typing and trying to remember the 1,400 and different sticky notes that I have on my desk. No. The beginning, I have been claiming my lunch break for this whole year, and I can't tell you how many times have I regretted that. Zero times have I regretted saying, oh, nope, it's my lunch hour. I'm doing whatever I want on my lunch hour. It's my lunch hour. I would not work through lunch if someone else was paying me. If I was working on someone else's dime and someone else's business time, this is my lunch hour. I need a break. I work from you for four hours here. I get a lunch break. I work up for four more hours. Okay, whatever. My lunch break is mine. Your lunch break is yours. Take one, plan it, have it. I don't care if you only work four hours a day. Take a break, plan it, own it, and do something different. Paint your nails, read a book, take a nap, watch ESPN, watch funny cat videos. Like, I don't know, throw some cornhole bags, throw a Frisbee, walk the dog, go shopping, go to Taco Bell. Like, I don't know. Take a break. Prioritizing self-care and well-being. What makes you, (sighs) you know what that is? Taking a big, deep breath, a sigh of relief, something that feels good and healthy. Is that for you? How long does it really take? 30 minutes. Engage in hobbies and and creativity and things that light you on fire outside of work. Work is not life. Work is part of life and it's part of who we are. And if you're an entrepreneur, that's part of your identity even. But still, you are so many more things. What do you enjoy? Who do you enjoy? If you listen to a new song, a new album, watch a new show, something that you really love and look forward to, prioritize your self-care. Why? Because when your cup is filled up, it's easily poured out on the things that that you love. You're motivating. When you feel good and healthy and right and energetic, how much more motivated are you to pour into your business that gives you benefit? Your business gives you money, right? I hope it does. Otherwise, you just have a really expensive hobby. You're not making money back. And if you're feeling constantly stressed or overwhelmed, Talk to someone. It's better now than ever. It's easier now than ever to get a mentor, a coach, uh, a therapist. I know some people are rolling their eyes. That's okay. There's tons and tons and tons of ways to be able to reach out and talk to someone to say, you know what? I'm just having a hard damn time. I need some direction. I need some clarity. I need some help. Lots of help out there. So just circling back fueling this fire that we have. We do have the fire, even if the fire hasn't been raging in a while. 
Maybe it's just like the burning coals at the bottom of the campfire. But did you know that you put one fresh spark on that and that fire blows up in a hurry? Those simmering coals that you feel like, oh, my fire's almost out. I dare you to put a paper plate on that and see what happens. <laughs> or a really, really dry piece of pine, right? Feeling this fire, this motivation. Remember, your vision and your purpose. Set those small and long-term goals. Get the book, Dream Big, Step Small, multiple ways. Surround yourself with supportive people, things that actually support you. Feel like you feel supported and you want to support them. It could be a knitting club, but still something that fuels you to be motivated, to be a better person, to be a happier, focused person. Next is continually learning, actionable learning, learning that you actually put into practice, continuous learning, growth mindset. I can always grow. I can always change. I can always do better. Not that you're not enough, but because you want to do better, because it's motivating to you, reaching the next level, the next level of you. And finally, prioritizing self-care, self-care that's thrown around so much personal well-being especially if you have little tiny humans to take care of personal well-being is difficult to balance there's just so much to do regular breaks taking time to just do something that you love and talking to someone when you really feel stressed and overwhelmed maybe that's just your bestie that you call and be like oh let me just unload all this you know whatever it is that's how you stay motivated discover redefine revisit your purpose and your vision set goals to get there learn new things take care of yourself what good would be a million dollar business to you if that's your goal if you're not around to enjoy it because you've worked yourself into a heart attack for being so stressed every entrepreneur's journey is going to be a different path a different road it's okay to ask for directions here and there it's okay to redefine where you're going your journey doesn't have to lead to the same destination as mine or somebody else's. And you can change the direction anytime you like. Share your tips, your experiences. Go to our Facebook group. If you're a student, we have a Facebook group there. You can share your stuff. If you're in the Amazon Files Hub, we share our victories and our wins every week. We talk about our challenges in the Amazon Files Hub. We talk about how to help each other. We support one another. We grow, we learn too. Continually embrace setting those goals and next week we're going to talk about that those smart goals we're going to talk about what it's like to set those smart goals and how to know that you're in line with those and it's just not some rule to follow it is up to you to set them and do them but i promise it will be a guiding light for you when you know when you sit down in that chair to do that work you know exactly what you're doing because you're working towards a goal when i recently set my ebay goal of doing 15 listings a week that's very tangible it's also very doable. It's a little bit of a challenge because I have to force myself to do it, but it's this goal I have. I want to get to a specific goal. In order to do that, it's gonna require 15 listings a week. That means I have to be intentional. So we're gonna talk about all those goals next week and I want you to be there. I know you can be anywhere else doing any other thing. If you haven't subscribed already, mommyincome.com forward slash subscribe. Make sure you subscribe here on YouTube as well. And we'll see you same time, same place next week on the Amazon Files. 
Are you an Amazon seller who's ready to experience life-changing growth for your business? Are you sick of gurus promising you'll make $100,000 in the next 30 days only to find out their process costs thousands of dollars for product development? Are you tired of finding good replenishable products to sell only to have your listing hijacked by lazy competitors? I was once right where you are. I started with retail arbitrage and I was driving from store to store trying to find enough inventory to fill my Amazon store. And while that was profitable, it was not sustainable. Thinking I would upgrade to wholesale and make my millions that way was a complete disappointment too. With thin margins and high competition, I felt defeated once again. So other gurus promised private labeling was the way to go, but it cost thousands of dollars upfront and took nearly a year to develop and import these products. I needed something better, something faster with higher margins and lower competition. So I developed it myself. It wasn't until I began creating and implementing my new strategy where I finally had a breakthrough, a seven-figure breakthrough. If you're ready to smash your competition on Amazon and finally have the breakthrough that you've been working for, I've got something to share with you. It's the exact system I created and used to sell over $5 million in products on Amazon. It's called the Wholesale Bundle System, and I believe it is the most sustainable, long-term business model available. It's also backed by proven success stories from people just like you who have finally found the Amazon selling breakthrough that they've been searching for. By implementing my wholesale bundling strategy, my business grew bigger than I ever expected. I'm talking about tripling my sales year over year. Now, I hear your doubts and your worries and concern. You've been burned before. You've heard all these things before. How do you know it's going to be different this time? Maybe you're still a small seller. Maybe you don't have a ton of money to invest in inventory. Maybe you're a beginner. But whether you're a seasoned seller or a beginner, you can start wholesale bundling for as little as $300 and have your first bundle up for sale in 30 days or less. If you are ready to learn more about this proven successful business model, it's time to take the next step. Head over to mommyincome.com system and discover the wholesale bundle system that I use personally every single day to create more than seven figures a year in income on Amazon. Again, that's mommyincome.com system. Let's get ready to bundle. Thank you for being a loyal listener. If you are ready to take your business to a whole new level, I'm ready to work with you. I'll be back next week with more strategies to help you succeed. Until then, step small and dream big. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Amazon Files podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a review on iTunes by heading over to mommyincome.com forward slash review. The Amazon Files will be back again next week. Thanks again for listening.